we've got a league and Uber Eats season starting <laughs> um, this weekend. Uh, and, you know, that is great news. Honestly, I've been this period without football. Uh, initially, I was all right with it. It was like, oh, football needed a break, but it's gone on and on and on and on. And I'm very excited now to be getting back to some league and action, some commentary and, uh, you know, a bit of work, actually. Um, Andy, mm. I'll, go, I'll, I'll go back to you. Tell me what, what, what you're most excited about. We've got a season coming up with, let's say, you know, aside from PSG and Lyon, with you know, a Marseille team that have managed to keep, keep their coach, Rias Boas, after an excellent season last season. Lille have lost Aussie men, but they've made some, some very exciting signings, including um, Jonathan David. Uh, we've got Monaco, big revolution going on at Monaco. And we've got Nice, Patrick Vieira's niece, uh, who have brought in a lot of new faces. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when, when I was looking at the, obviously, producer Ian sends us the running order for the show and you're having a look through it and you think, you know, and, and you see this question, what are you looking forward to the most? And you think, wow, it's difficult to pick something out because for a start, what I'm looking forward to the most is is seeing some football again because, of course, there hasn't been any league on football since early March. Uh, maybe seeing some fans in the stadium again, although I'm, I'm absolutely dead against that until until it's safe to do so. And I think we're absolutely nowhere near that. But I think on the field... Um, the obvious thing to say, first of all, is that what I, what I would really be looking forward to is, is somebody challenging PSG for the title. That's what French football needs and it would be great. And Lyon should be the club who can do that. And maybe they won't have any European commitments, in which case they can focus on that. I think aside from that, you, you touched on um, Nice. I would say that I, what really intrigues me is, is just to look, look down at the Côte d'Azur to see how Monaco get on with uh, Nico Kovacs in charge with this uh, new sporting director in Paul Mitchell, who's come in, having been at Leipzig previously. That'll be really fascinating to see what they do there. Um, They are a little bit of a mess, of course, you know, far too many players on contracts, lots of rebuilding needs to be done, but it will be really interesting to see how they get on. I think Nice are in a more coherent position. Uh, Really interesting to see how, how they get on with the signings that have been made, the likes of Ronnie Lopez, coming back to Ligue 1, Morgan Schneiderlin, of course, coming back to France from, from Everton. That'll be really fascinating. And, and a guy like Schneiderlin can, can help the young players, the many young players they have to develop. Uh, they, have, they have Europe to look forward to. And I think that there is a, a chance that Nice could, could do better than they did last season. I also think that, that things are really up for grabs because you mentioned Marseille. I'd be pretty amazed if Marseille did anything like as well as they did last season. So I think, I think things are really up for grabs, at least below Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, interesting. We've had uh, an email in. And by the way, do, do, do send us your thoughts if you have any questions. Uh, League One podcast at gmail.com or we'll be attentive to any tweets using the hashtag Le Bourgeois. We had a, an email from Dylan Topham, who is a Nice fan, a Nice fan, sorry, in East Lancashire. He says, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Thank you, uh, Dylan. He's looking forward to listening throughout the season. Um, he said, in the episode before last, you commented on the busy transfer window. Um, at my team, Nice. Um, can we have some thoughts about the players who've left the club, including Malon Sarr, Christophe Erel, Ignatius Ganago, uh, Adam Unas, Arno Lusamba, and Yanis Clemencia, to name a few? Ian, um, there are some talented players going out as well, aren't there? There are, but I mean, if you look at what they've brought Ronnie Lopez in, I mean, you would, I would argue that he's an upgrade pretty pretty consistent and decent upgrade on, on Adam Unas in the, in the sort of creative attacking stroke midfielder department. They've, they've, yeah, they've lost their L, they've lost Malang Saar, but they brought in uh, Robson Bamboo, who's uh, a, 
Brazilian centre-back who, who will no doubt flourish alongside Dante. They've got the, the fabulously named, he sounds like a Roman emperor, Flavius Daniliuk, who was once on the books of uh, Real Madrid. He, they've got him from Bayern Munich. Obviously, uh, huge potential there. He seems to have fit in really well already. They've got a, a superb young team, Hassan Kamara, who was part of uh, the, the best defence in Ligue 1 last season as, as, as left-back at Reims. That solved a, a, a real problem for uh, Patrick Vieira and, and one that Nice have had since, uh, since Dalbert left for Inter Milan. They've got experience now, and I think that's key with Morgan Schneiderlin and Kasper Dolberg already. 11 goals last season, look very, very good indeed. He's only going to get better. I think Alexi Claude Maurice as well. He was only starting to come into his own just when the, the, the coronavirus uh, put, a, put paid to the Ligue 1 season. I think there's it's very, very exciting times at Nice. Is it too early for them for a top three finish? My jury in particular is, is a little bit out still. I would like to see them up there, certainly. I think they might just fall short. I'm glad you, you mentioned Reims as well because I'm very keen to see how they go on, get on this season balancing uh, Ligue 1 and European football. Great to see uh, you know such a historic club finally back on the continental scene after so long away. Uh, but for me, one of the most exciting things coming into the season uh, is having Lens back in Ligue 1. Uh, you know, one of the great stadiums, one of the great atmospheres when fans are finally allowed you know back into the stadiums in in great numbers. Uh, you know, and I, I think I, one of the transfers that has really piqued my interest uh, this summer is the arrival of Wilco Ferreñez in uh, in Europe. Very happy to see him arriving in uh, in Ligue 1 with uh, Lens, uh, and I think that it's uh, you know it with with rumours like uh, Seko Fofana arriving from Udinese as well. It's a uh, for me, I think there's a lot of interesting uh, different storylines uh, dotted around Ligue 1. Uh, you mentioned Lyon and the potential to challenge PSG if they don't have any continental football uh, to distract them. Uh, you know, that's another one to watch to see whether Claude Puel can succeed uh, in turning around Saint-Étienne's fortunes as well. Uh, and I'm also convinced that uh, a bit of stability for Strasbourg, uh, you know, without uh, without European football, which was distracting them at the beginning of last season, uh, you know, I think that they could come on strong uh, this campaign as well. All right. Should we go for some quick fire? But, you know, you're allowed to say a sentence or two. Though, you know, I'm not, I don't want to um, be too quick. But quick fire predictions, guys. Um, starting with, who's going to be the surprise package this season who, who was it last season maybe maybe Ren maybe Rouse who's going to be the surprise package this season could argue that Marseille were the surprise package last season I think mo- most people didn't expect them to finish second but I really like the look of Lorient I don't think they're going to they're not going to be a top three finisher probably not going to be a top five finisher but they're coming up from the second division um, we had a mail in from Chris Carpenter um, who also is pretty optimistic about their season I mean they've got experience with Sylvain Marvo with Fabien Lemoyne They've brought Jeremy Morel back to the club where he first made his name. But I think who's really exciting, it's when you look further up the pitch, you've already talked to him, uh, I believe, this season, uh, Matt. Adrian Grubic, the, the Austrian forward, got uh, 17 goals for Clermont last season in the second division. Uh, he was the second top scorer in that league. Johan Wissa, young uh, attacking player as well for Lorient. He got 15 last season. So they've got goals. They seem to have quite a lot of stability and experience. It looks like a very, very good blend. That's an interesting shout. And it's going to be interesting to see Lorient, who are back in the top flight, they're this tiny little club where they're able to kind of, you know, they've got very good conditions for working and uh, they've got the peace and quiet. Christophe Pelletier is a, a good coach. So uh, you, you might be right. Andy, 
Um, who's your standout team or surprise team this season? Um, well, I mean, I think I obviously already touched on Nice and I, and I, and, and I d- agreed, not that Nice are a surprise package, but I expect them to do well this season. And, and, and Lorient, uh, I agree broadly with what Ian has said. I think it's maybe just worth mentioning a couple of other smaller clubs who, uh, who I think will give the impression at least that they're pretty well run. Uh, Brest would be one of them. Uh, they seem to have a good sporting project, as they maybe like to call it here in here in France. I'm in Portugal, but in France, um, they've obviously lost a few players. So let's see how they how they get on with that. With, with losing the likes of Jean Charles Castelletto, the centre back, and Johan Cour, who was very good for them last season. So let's see how they respond to that. I'm also intrigued to see how Dijon get on because Dijon um, were really exciting to watch, at least at home last season. They've got Peggy Luyendula as their uh, sporting director now, which is probably not, I think, um, something that a lot of people expected to see him in that kind of role. But really fascinating to see how they get on with Luyendula working upstairs with Gregory Coupe coming in to work at the club now on the coaching staff, formerly at Lyon, of course, a league and legend. So that'll be interesting. Um, and I also think at the other end, I mean, you know, we'll probably get onto this in a minute, but I would say that I think there's some big traditional names are going to find it very difficult this season. We'll probably come on to them later, the likes of Saint-Étienne and Bordeaux. And, and Jonathan touched on Strasbourg, but the longer we go on without fans in stadiums, and again, I'd be amazed and shocked if, if there are full stadiums in France anytime soon, anytime soon, and I, I really don't think it can happen. I think Strasbourg could therefore struggle because they depend a lot on their supporters at the Stade de la Mino. Yeah, Strasbourg and, and Lens, the Lens fans are so important to them. Jonathan, um, have you got a team that, that, that you're, you're expecting to cause a few upsets? I agree with, uh, with Ian and Andy. I think that uh, Lorient uh, and Dijon are definitely two teams uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still confident, despite the lack of fans, uh, that they, there won't be disastrous seasons awaiting uh, the, likes of, uh, the likes of Lens. And um, the likes of Strasbourg, um, I'd be more concerned for for a club like uh, like a Bordeaux or a Saint Etienne, uh, you know. But I, it, you know, it does strike me as a very very exciting season, despite the fact that, that the last campaign didn't get to, didn't get to finish uh, that we're coming into right now. There's you know once again a lot of talented players in in the league, and it makes you know for a very unpredictable competition. So. Uh, you know, I I think that it, it it's a it's very hard to predict straight uh, off the bat without any any matches being played. But I think if if Patrick Vieira can get it right with that Nice squad, uh, I I think that they could really have a a, a very good season. Although preseason uh, form you know doesn't suggest that that things are going to click immediately. Okay, well I'm going to put a cat in amongst those pigeons, and look, if Ian. If you thought the Marseilles were, were, the, were a surprise package last season, this season they're going to go on better. My, my shout <laughs> is that Paris Saint-Germain and Lyon are going to have a big sort of Champions League hangover and it's going to be really hard for them and um, maybe Neymar will get injured. I don't know. But with Villas-Boas, you know, you, you can see Marseille coming together. They probably are one or two players short, but, you know, with the Champions League backing... Ian, Ian, stop laughing. I'm, I'm, so, I, I'm going to ask you for your top threes. My top three, uh, Marseille, PSG, Lyon. Um, I'll, I'll go to, to Andy because Ian's trying to stop laughing. So, Andy. Uh, okay, Paris Saint-Germain to win the league. Uh, Lyon to kick on and uh, finish in the top three. And uh, between Nice and Monaco for third place. I'm going to go for Nice. I think Rennes will be not far away as well because they're really, we, amazingly, we've not mentioned them. And I think they are, of course, in great hands under Julien Stefan. Are oh, you really sticking your neck out there, Andy? Um, Jonathan, 
Top three from you, please. I am going to go for PSG, Lyon, and I am going to go for a surprise with Lille coming uh, in third. Uh, you know, looking at the way oh, that they're... Look, 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 well, okay, not a massive surprise, but... Uh, they, were third. they were third two seasons ago and fourth Yeah, but I mean, when you look at the way that the, you know, the Monaco project under Campos went, they sort of, you know, went between, you know, very, very strong seasons, slightly weaker seasons. You know, last season wasn't as good as the campaign before. Uh, this time, I think they're going to come on strong and I think that they're, they're going to really push, uh, certainly for that second position. But I still see it being... PSG, the team to catch, uh, Lyon uh, probably to benefit from a lack of continental football and then Lille coming in third. But wouldn't surprise me to see Monaco or Marseille sort of up there uh, in that battle for the for the top three. Well, I'm glad somebody actually mentioned Marseille as a possible top three. Um, Ian? I, ju- I just think that the, pro- the problem with Marseille as we see quite often for French teams when they when they qualify for Europe is they get stretched very thin. You know, one or two injuries, unavailabilities, uh, you know, will make it very hard for Andrew Villas-Boas to keep that momentum going. As yeah, Tovan, back, Tovan coming back this season, Payet on a long-term deal. Um, what else can I say? Pat Gay looks like a proper player in, in midfield. Uh, uh, Leo Ballardi, uh, no idea how good he's going to be at centre-back. But yeah, one or two more signings, you never know. Ian, right, I'll, I'll stop. Ian, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going Lens, Angers and Nîmes. Uh, hang on, hang on. That's, sorry, that's the bottom three. Sorry, that's the bottom three. Uh, yeah, PSG, Lyon, and then I- I'm really going to stick my neck out by going one of either Marseille, Nice, Lille or Rennes to finish third. Oh, can you pick one, please? Lille. All right. You guys, very boring. Okay, but no, but I mean, you know, not very boring, maybe realistic, but I think you're probably influenced by the fact that PSG and Lyon are in the Champions League semi-finals at the moment. That's fine. Um, let's just go now with the golden boot. Who do we see winning, winning the <laughs> golden boot that was, shared, that was shared, was it? Or Mbappe won it. He got the same number of goals as uh, Ben Yedda, 18 last season. Um, uh, Andy, start with you. Sorry, I'm laughing, Matt, because I, I think I think it might be one of the usual suspects. I think it could be possibly Kylian Mbappe who wins the golden boot. But let's let's throw a new name in there and mention Jonathan David, yeah, because obviously Lille have spent a lot of money on him from Ghent, and and given what we saw from Victor Ozymen coming to Ligue 1 from Belgian football last year, it will be fascinating to see how he gets on, and he could have the key to Lille finishing in the top three, which of course could happen. But Kylian Mbappe for the golden what about boot. Andy? Not what about Frey? What about fellow Scott, Fraser Hornby? We have a Scott in Lugan Uber East playing at Rass. Yeah, uh, I don't think he'll win the Golden Boot. Fair enough. I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to make a shout for Florian Torban. If, if, I mean, Mbappe is my favourite. I've put Jonathan David down as well to do pretty well. But Torban's got a fabulous scoring record for Marseille. 53 in 106 before last season. And he only played, what, he played about 20 minutes of Ligue 1 last season. Plus 30-odd assists. He's been absolutely fabulous for Marseille. A lot of goals in him as well. I don't think, I honestly don't think you'll pip Mbappe, but Matt, you wanted something a bit from a bit out of the ordinary, so I'm going Florian Torre. Jonathan? And I think Mbappe and Neymar will definitely be in and around there. Ben Yedder's been mentioned already, Jonathan David as well. Uh, but I'm very intrigued to see how Gerbic does, you know, how he makes the step up from Ligue 2 to Ligue 1. Had, has very prolific potential. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of that will depend on the kind of service he gets uh, at Lorient. But uh, you know, I definitely think there, are, you know, there is potential for, you know, for a big tussle for the for that golden boot, especially uh, if some of the some of the usual suspects, uh, you know, get a bit of rest at the beginning of the season because of Champions League exertions. 
All right, I'm going to go for Dario Benedetto. Um, it's going to be a hell of a season down on the Mediterranean coast. Um, Andy's waving his finger. Did you, did, did you want to say something? No, I just, you reminded me of Dario Benedetto. I saw a great picture uh, yesterday of Dario Benedetto. Obviously, Argentinians love their grilled meat. And there's a picture of Dario Benedetto uh, clearly standing on his Marseille balcony with his personalised parilla on this grill, the, the barbecue in which the Argentinians cook their meat, giving the thumbs up with his top off. And uh, I thought that was quite an image. But uh, yeah, Benedetto, great player. Thanks, thanks for mentioning him because I did forget about him and, uh, and he, will, he will score a few goals this season. I think he will. I think he will. Listen, um, it's been an action-packed uh, podcast. So much to talk about at the moment. We're going to look ahead um, just to finish um, at the matches taking place this weekend, hopefully taking place. There are one or two question marks, particularly over the Marseille Saint-Etienne uh, because of COVID um, on, uh, on, on Friday night. But uh, it's time to go on a bon voyage. Now, just to um, give you a heads up on the games that are, that are being televised over in the UK on BT Sport, you can hopefully, um, assuming the game goes ahead, you can hopefully see Marseille versus Saint-Étienne on Friday night. It's 6pm uh, local time, kickoff uh, local time, sorry, 6pm in the UK, that's 1900 local time. Bordeaux versus Nantes on Saturday, you can see that on BT Sport 1 at uh, 4pm UK time. Lille versus Rennes Saturday night, 8pm UK time. Monaco Rouse is televised in the UK on Sunday at midday on uh, BT Sport. Nice versus Lens Sunday at uh, at 4pm UK time. Now, um, I'll start with you, Ian. Uh, where where would you fancy going if you could travel in um, safe conditions to, to a stadium this weekend? <laughs> it would, it, yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the difficulty, isn't it, unfortunately? But uh, I'll be I'll be watching this one. Lille against Rennes, Saturday night fourth against third. I think it it will already give a very good indication of what, where those two teams are um, in terms of, of where they'll finish at the end of the season. Really looking forward to seeing Jonathan David working at Lille. Remember Victor Ozyman on his debut for Lille last season, a couple of goals as they beat Nantes on the opening day of the season. I'd expect Jonathan David to be equally as, as explosive. Renato Sanchez, he's going to have a fabulous season as well. I think Lille will be a really exciting team to watch this season. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, if I can, and if I, or if, if it's possible, I'll go to Monaco on Sunday to see Monaco play Rans. Uh, obviously, Monaco's first competitive game under Nico Kovacs, the new project there. Rance, we touched on, fantastic season last year. Two-time European Cup finalists in the 50s back in Europe this season. And a guy to look out for, Axel Dizassi, the very highly rated defender who was a target for a number of clubs, including uh, one or two teams in the English Premier League, but in the end moved from Reims down to Monaco and his competitive debut could be on Sunday against his uh, his old club. So that'll be fascinating to watch and uh, it'll be a good gauge of where these two teams are at this season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Niko Kovac gets, uh, gets his Monaco side playing. Uh, Jonathan, where do you fancy going this weekend? Well, two of my original picks have already been taken, so I guess I would go uh, to Nice, uh, to check out how Lens, one of my uh, one, of, one of my preseason tips, uh, get on, uh, and obviously you know to see how Patrick Vieira's men are faring uh, when it comes to, to you know to competitive action. Like like we said, there's been a lot of uh, interesting transfer dealing being done on uh, on on both sides, uh, you know, and I think that would make a very tasty uh, opening fixture for both of them. Well, we'll be talking about the um, the first performances, the debuts of the of the new recruits this weekend. So much to look forward to. I really, really, really hope 
the next Monday we'll, we'll be talking about France's first Champions League win for, what, 27 years. But uh, a long way to go. And uh, Ian's looking at me thinking, Bayern and Leipzig <coughs> are going are gonna to make it tough. Of course, it's going to be tough. But, you know, fingers crossed. Good luck, PSG. Good luck, Leon. Thank you to, uh, to my guests for, for joining me today. We heard from Robbie um, earlier in, in Lisbon. Thank you to Ian Holyman and uh, Jonathan Johnson and also the, uh, the excellent Andy Scott, who is, who is in Lisbon. Safe trip back, Andy, and uh, we, will, we will see you over here in France again soon.